There are lots of expectations from men. We all know that. Society expects men to achieve big things. So many times in life, we all find ourselves at the beginning of a project that we have to do, something we have to accomplish which is extremely intimidating in its scale. So much so that we feel paralyzed. We don't know where to begin. Does this sound familiar to you? It could be anything. Preparing for an exam, wanting to lose weight or build muscle, starting a business, anything. If you have found yourself putting off starting work on something because the scale of what you have to achieve disheartens you, then this episode is for you. I will share five tips on how I myself handle that feeling and get to work on my projects, including this podcast. Welcome to Men's Encyclopedia with Raghu and Rajiv, a safe space for men to share and discuss their issues and insecurities without fear of judgment, and for sharing tips and hacks to enhance our male experience. Today, I'm going to talk to you about something that we all experience from time to time. No matter how confident we might be, the feeling of being overwhelmed by the size of this mountain that we have to summit. The mountain can be anything. any project that we are supposed to start but the sheer size of it and the difficulties we anticipate along the way makes us second guess ourselves and hesitate in making a start no matter how many times we have accomplished difficult tasks we can never rid ourselves of this feeling but why is that why do we get so overwhelmed by what we need to do i looked up the definition of quote unquote to overwhelm and it is this to cause someone to feel such a strong emotion that he or she does not know how to react or to be so powerful big etc that somebody cannot deal with it being overwhelmed is feeling overcome by an intense emotion at the prospect of something seeming too challenging to manage and overcome and herein lies the clues to why we feel this emotion that paralyzes us words like big powerful and phrases like too challenging to manage point us in the direction of the real problem it is not the challenge but how we perceive the challenge let me give you an example from my own life here's a very little known fact about me and rajiv long ago much before we came to be known as the rudest people on indian television rajiv and i were known as the dancing twins yep that is how most people knew us throughout our teens and early 20s why because we were twins and well we danced quite well too i might add We discovered a passion and penchant for dancing at an early age and everyone around us clearly thought the concept of two identical looking boys dancing with identical moves was freakishly fascinating because we found ourselves dancing and performing for people quite a lot be it school annual days farewell parties birthday parties or local fairs Rajiv and I would be seen busting our moves on the latest hit songs neighbors would borrow us for their parties and we would happily go there and dance our hearts out By the time we entered college we were quite adept at performing as one unit so much so that at any party when we got up to dance the floor would automatically clear out and it would inevitably become a performance of the dancing twins we started choreographing for a couple of colleges in delhi university and were also invited to choreograph for some other institutions one of them was called first computers which had its annual function coming up in a couple of months now before we got down to teaching anyone a choreography we would play a song and watch how they danced on it at first computers it was like watching a bunch of zombies getting electrocuted a heart just sank we had never seen a whole group of people so equally untouched by rhythm that night rajiv and i had a serious discussion about backing out 
was it even possible to get them stage ready in just two months? Well, cut to two months later, that group of non-dancers put on quite a decent show, which was impressive considering how far they had to travel in so short a time. And so, Rajiv and I were invited again the next year to choreograph a new bunch of computer students. We went there and showed them the choreography we were planning to teach them, and I swear, I saw all color drain collectively from their faces. They were extremely negative about the possibility of them ever being able to do these steps. But one of the teachers, who was a part of the previous year's team as well, said with great confidence, You don't think this is possible, right? Just wait. You'll be doing these steps on stage in just two months. That made me wonder how this teacher had so much confidence in us when we ourselves were again having serious doubts about the feasibility of this project. She told the students, Don't think about the whole choreography. Just focus on the step they're teaching you. And that is when it really clicked for me. I'd been seeing this all wrong. Instead of worrying about the whole act, we just had to take it one step at a time. When we did that, the whole project did not seem big, powerful, or too challenging to manage. When we look at a mountain, it will seem daunting to conquer, of course. But results will happen on their own. If, like a journey of a thousand miles or a choreography, you take it one step at a time. Even with that knowledge, the feeling of being overwhelmed comes over me every time I have to start a new reality show or I think of getting fitter. But now I have my own way of dealing with it whenever I start to feel overwhelmed. And I'd like to share that with you today. There are five things you can actually do to push through that feeling and get shit done. Number one, go for a walk. I'm serious. When you start feeling unsure about where to begin or having doubts about whether you will be able to do it at all, just remove yourself from that place and get your body moving. This helps in two ways. First and foremost, it actually changes the way you think. It snaps you out of the negative mental chatter by focusing your attention on your body and the movement. But don't do anything hectic like running or dancing. Your physical movement needs to be like active meditation. You will be surprised to find that your brain naturally approaches the problem from very different and creative angles while you're walking compared to when you had been sitting in your chair. Secondly, if you set yourself a target for your movement, say walking for 20 minutes or climbing up and down three floors five times, the act of completing a target gives your brain a hit of dopamine. And dopamine, along with making you feel pleasure and satisfaction, also makes you feel motivated. That is why in the army you're trained to make your bed as soon as you wake up. Because that feeling of achievement boosts motivation and you can ride that feeling to achieve more and more in the day. In fact, a common saying in the US Navy SEALs is, if you want to change the world, start by making your bed. Number two, break your workload into tiny manageable bits. Like I said earlier, looking at the summit of a mountain will always feel overwhelming. Breaking the mountain down into small rocks will make it much less so. The only thing you have to make sure of is, each small bit needs to be action-based. For example, if your goal is to write a novel, Break it down to bits like write for two hours every morning or connect with one writer every week on social media. If your goal is to lose 10 kgs, break it into small action-based bits like go to the gym for one hour every morning or limit alcohol intake to three units per week. You get the idea. You will feel that the project is much easier to tackle and most importantly, it does not overwhelm you into inaction. Number three, write your thoughts down. Whenever you're overwhelmed, it is because your brain is trying to process too much information at one time. Slow it down by writing your thoughts down. Not on your phone or laptop, 
but by putting pen to paper. This forces your brain to slow down and organize its thoughts in an orderly manner. This has the added benefit of enabling you to organize your attack. Write down the problems, then write down what the possible solutions for each could be. Strike out the ideas that don't work. You'll be left with a list of possible solutions that you can then convert into small, actionable bits. Number four, get an accountability partner. This could be a trainer, a teammate, or a friend, depending on what you're dealing with. A lot of times, someone showing up to work with you or even to be with you while you work is just the thing we need to go from inaction to action. Left to ourselves, it is much easier for us to continue vegetating in our comatose state. Making a deal with someone is great encouragement to get off our asses and to do what we said we'd do. Because now, we're accountable to someone else. I highly recommend it. And number five, try the Pomodoro technique. What is it? It is quick, focused work sprints combined with short, timed breaks. In the late 1980s, a university student called Francesco Cirillo was really struggling with all the studying that he had to do for his exams. Feeling overwhelmed, he told himself to commit to just 10 minutes of focused study time. He used a tomato-shaped kitchen timer and the Pomodoro technique was born. Pomodoro means tomato in Italian. After a lot of experimenting with work and rest durations, the optimum duration of work in the Pomodoro technique has been found to be 25 minutes with a 5-minute break between two work sessions or Pomodoros. After four Pomodoros, take a longer break, about 15 to 30 minutes. This technique has been proven to be highly effective with a lot of people. I use it myself and have a Pomodoro timer on my computer menu bar. There are many Pomodoro apps. You can choose the one that suits you best. But remember, this technique works only if you give it the respect it deserves. When you're in a 25-minute Pomodoro session, there can be no distractions. No phones, no messages, no notifications of any kind. In fact, it is best to leave your phone in a different room when you're working. You can check your messages in the five-minute breaks between Pomodoros. Seriously, put your phone away if you want to achieve anything in your day. So once again, here are the five tips to help you whenever you're feeling overwhelmed. One, go for a walk. Give your mind a chance to get away from the problem and come back at it with a fresh approach. Two, break down your workload into small, action-based bits. Makes it really simple to get started on attacking the problem. Three, write down your thoughts. This slows down your brain and watching the problem on a piece of paper helps you tackle it better. Number four, get an accountability partner. Someone whose time you wouldn't want to waste. And five, use the Pomodoro technique. If you want to share your own experiences with being overwhelmed and your ways of dealing with it, please email us on mencyclopedia at raghurajeev.com and let us know what you'd like us to talk about next. These episodes are just introductions to topics that we can chat about and discuss man to man. So gents, until next time, this is Raghuram signing off. Cheers. Thank you.